Hey, so uh, I got an email this morning from uh, from Schedulicity, and um, we've all heard about uh, Schedulicity Pays, and, and we've heard about uh, Schedulicity Cares. Um, well, Schedulicity sent an email, and, and they're changing the game once again. And um, with the whole uh, coronavirus thing that's going on, we actually have the CEO of Schedulicity, Jerry Natuno, um, on the line now, and he's going to kind of uh, tell us uh, what Schedulicity is up to. So, Jerry, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Excited, as always, to uh, talk to you guys. Thanks, man. So, uh, just tell us what Schedule City is doing and 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 how uh, how they're helping out uh, Schedule City users. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, we're in some very challenging um, and unprecedented times, uncharted waters. Most people have never lived through anything like this, and um, I think even more incredible the fact that it's almost changing by the hour. Um, however. Um, as we um, are all going through these times and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate, uh, you know, through this, through the, the future to see what, as, as things unfold, um, you know, it became very apparent to us that some of the people most affected by this, uh, you know, um, this craziness are, are our people, right? Our business, because our businesses are people who make a living um, by providing services and teaching classes, mm-hmm. you know, hands on. Um, you know, human contact. And um, I started to hear this last week, some of the hardships that people were already facing, not the least of which was a phone call from my daughter, um, Lauren, who, you know, recently became, you know, an, an esthetician and started her career in October. She called me on Thursday and she's like, Dad, I don't know what to do. You know, half of my people canceled today at the last right. minute. And she was upset. She said, you know, uh, what do you think is going to happen, Dad? You know, remember, this is a 22, about to be 23-year-old um, young woman, and she's, you know, this is craziness to her. And so, you know, she said, Dad, I don't know what to do. If this happens, you know, I don't know if I can pay my rent. And that was really, I couldn't sleep the whole night trying to think about, you know, just knowing how, you know, our our community is being affected. And so I called together my leadership team um, the next morning, and I said, you know what I want to do? I want to I, w- I want to give Schedulicity to all of our users for free for the next three months. Um, tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me how we can make this happen. What can we do? And my entire team worked tirelessly, including Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, eleven people on the Zoom call at eight in the morning um, to figure out how we could get this happening. And so we basically have suspended charging any fee for the next three months for all of our businesses, um, you know, to just try and help people get through this time. Not only that, but we, 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 we turned it on. So, so they, they could go on and start turning on all kinds of things that they weren't using before, like automated marketing and things like that, you know, to try and help, Mm, um, with these times. Um, and so anyway, uh, we made the announcement this morning and, um, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, really positive um, response from people. And, you know, it's the least that, that we can do. Um, you know, I, I think I told you the very first time I met you that um, we're proud of our company. We're proud of what we do. But at the end of the day, we want to be, you know, we want to be judged by the impact that we have on people. And I just felt like in these, uh, you know, trying times, um, this is the least we could do. Well, you know, once again, i um well, thank you for that. And, and I'll say a big thank you from the industry and, you know, all those that uh, get to use Schedulicity. And um, 
you know, just, just Jared, just thank you. And, and, you know, you, you told me that you guys want to make an impact on people and, and you've done nothing, nothing but prove it, you know, every step of the way, or you know, every time you guys have a new initiative, it, it's how you can help the industry. And, you know, from the industry, from Tony and I, from, from our entire hairdistry team, thank you very much. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. We're always here for you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you in, uh, in person soon. See you soon, Jared. Thanks, bud. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, man? I hope we, I wish we were sitting together, brother. Oh, man, I, I kind of wish, man. But, uh, but uh, as life is now, it's a, it's, it's a quarantine world, man. You know, yeah, I, I miss the studio, brother. Yeah, we, I miss you here. It's kind of weird, though, right? Because, you know, we've, we've known each other for so long that we, we kind of can kind of have conversation either with like facial expressions or eye contact. <laughs> that's so true, man. But I'm a cup of coffee that's sitting in front of you, man. Exactly. Hey, see, it's a good coffee, too. That's um, right. You know, we, we, I, I kind of miss that as far as that, that kind of communication. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, if that's, the, if that's the biggest thing we have to complain about, we're in a pretty good position. Yeah, we're blessed, brother. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, once again, um, we're, we're, we're tackling this COVID-19 thing again. Uh, hopefully, um, this time we bring a little bit better news. Um, as everyone in the world knows, or certainly in this country knows, it's been an incredibly fluid two weeks. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, um, you know, we're just trying to... Yeah, yeah trying to get some understanding, some light, because a lot of us are like, you know what I mean? It's, do we qualify? Do we not qualify? Do we... I mean, there's so many rumors of grants and loans and you know hey this and that and you know i i really feel like my head's spinning like where do i go what do i do and i think so many other people are in that same position because you know uh it's just so much talk about you know these things that are there to help you but you know a lot of people just can't find it you know our, our industry is um i don't know if it's unique but i'll call it unique is like because you know we have everybody right we have w2 employees we have owners we have we have sole proprietors like like any 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 type of business you know we we, we kind of our our industry um our industry kind of covers you know as far yeah, as from small yeah you're right from from sole proprietors from w2 to so sole proprietors to big corporations you know what i mean big chain uh companies so with you're all right. this information that's coming out from washington um uh, you know, it's just, it's just like you were saying, it's just confusing. Like, where do we all fit? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's today. To, we have two today's guests that's going to hopefully can shed some light on that. Yeah, absolutely. We, like, uh, like we always say, we're not the experts, but we just like to bring the experts on. And today, actually, I think our two guests today are, are absolute unsung heroes of our industry. Um, we're bringing on uh, Jack Trilio and Pat Heck, and they're um, they're actually lobbyists, or they're lobbying right now for for the new FICA tax. That's um, that you know they're fighting for in Washington to try to get us try to get us some money back. But they're also going to shed light on the new SBA stuff and and this thing that they're calling the Triple P or PPP, and I'm not even really sure what all that means. But um, let's go ahead and bring them in, and then um, and then you know let's turn it over let's to get into it, brother. Let's do it, man. So uh, again, uh, we're bringing in uh, Jake and Pat, and they're with Capital Tax Partners. And again, they lobby for for us, really, right? They they lobby for PBA hires them, I guess. But they they uh, they they um, for our industry, absolutely. So, welcome, so, guys. Yeah, yeah, Jake and Pat, welcome to your day off. Hi, right, thanks for having us. So, so I, I know you guys are crazy busy, especially not only through the COVID-19, but it's, it is tax season. So <laughs> we're at the end of, you know, they, they extended it a little bit, but so that's, I mean, how are you guys doing? 
like you said, we're busy. Yeah, they did. They did a little bit of a delay on taxes, so I haven't had to worry about filing those yet. So this is this is this is taking all our time up. So. Well, that's good. Well, let me ask you this: since they delayed it, does that mean that like your tax season is just going on till July? Because my sister works for an accountant, and like we don't see her from January till like April. So is this just is this just extending it like a super long year for you guys? Well, I mean, we, 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 our business, we don't really do fortunately have to deal with filing of taxes, but when we talk to folks, we know in the, that work in the accounting firms and especially to do the individual or small business side taxes, I think they're in a little bit of a lull right now waiting for everybody to get all the information into them so they can start filing things. So I think this is delayed kind of their busy time a tad bit. Oh, got it. Hey, let's jump right in. Like, like, you know, the, 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 the talk or the acronym of, of the week has kind of been the CARES Act. What, what, what kind of light can you guys shed on that? Yeah. So like previous disaster situations, Congress has kind of stepped in and, and, and passed legislation that is trying to bridge the gap for uh, business owners and individuals between uh, now today and when the economy starts getting back to normal. So, I mean, the CARES Act was passed to, to, to provide money in the, in the hands of people immediately. And there's a variety of programs, as you mentioned on your intro, that are trying to help business owners out. Got it. What, what, what kind of, I mean, you know, again, as salon owners or, or, or how, how is it going to affect everybody, you know, as far as W-2s to, you know, C-Corps or, or individual hairdressers? Well, I, th I think there's a mix of things and it kind of depends, depends on your business profile. I mean, we've heard from some salon owners whose employees are, are kind of looking to the new and expanded unemployment benefits. That's not something Pat and I really deal with on a daily basis, but something a lot of people care about. Uh, the other item is that the Small Bus Business Administration has a variety of lending programs that have existed for years. And, and those lending programs have been kind of put on steroids right now to try to more quickly get large amounts of money to, to business owners who are, who are dealing with all these economic, this economic downturn. And then finally, there's a variety of tax provisions out there that are designed to get equity in the hands of business owners immediately so they can keep meeting their day-to-day -day costs. Yeah, let me just add that um, whenever we have uh, uh, crisis situations like this, um, Congress does step in to immediately try to address the emergency issues. And so you saw that the first three pieces of legislation um, enacted by Congress, signed by the president, uh, one, put money into the, the crisis itself in terms of uh, trying to develop a, a vir uh, uh, an antidote to the virus, uh, get, get equipment to the, the medical and the uh, emergency room folks, uh, and then this most recent one, what they call phase three, was designed to basically get cash into the hands of folks so that they could pay their bills. So it's really sort of an emergency uh, legislation, stabilization uh, legislation, all designed so that employers and folks in the workforce can have the wherewithal to uh, sort of be made whole so that they can pay their bills, pay the mortgage, pay the rent. And they did it through a combination of things, through retention tax credits, through enhanced UI, um, through rebates, uh, through delayed in the filing season to allow people to keep on, on, on to their money until later in the year. All this des is designed uh, to have an immediate cash infusion in, into these businesses and into the hands of uh, individual workers. Um, we do expect there'll be future legislation down the road, which will be more in the nature of recovery and reconstruction. Because once the economy, which is pretty much shut down now, is, is tried to be you know, brought back, 
Uh, there will be different policies that will be put in place to stimulate the economy and to get folks out there to you know, visit the salons, uh, spend their money, um, and that, that's going to be the second tranche of uh, legislation we expect uh, Congress to focus on. As, as, as hairdressers, how do we find or how do, how do we research what applies to us? How do, how do I find what I'm eligible for? Because, you know, I still have to pay my rent, even though uh, here we are going on week three of quarantine or you know, two or three weeks in quarantine already. But yet, I but nothing's been available yet. How do how do I find out the process of of applying? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think your your first your first piece place to look for information is just Google. I mean, there there are gobs and gobs and gobs of really smart people that are putting together really descriptive uh, analysis of what programs exist within the CARES Act and, and what programs exist outside of the CARES Act that just are pre-existing government programs. So, I mean, that, that it's easy to find stuff like that. The, the other way is these, these small business loans are designed to run through traditional lending institutions. So just calling your bank and asking them whether or not they're going to be working with this, this new, the PPP program, as, as you said, and, and if they are, they can help walk you, the business owner, through exactly how to apply. And then beyond that, there's other lending opportunities through directly through the Small Business Administration and, and, and calling them and going through their disaster lending program and just reading on their website about some of these, these monies that are available. I, I think Congress has done a very, or the, the administration, the agencies have done a very good job of rolling out information quickly. Um, the amount of just guidance from the government on how banks operate or how the individual operates has come out quicker than anything I can ever remember um, on, on these programs. So the information's out there, you just gotta look for it. And I would, I would just add that the, um, as you said, the salon industry is made up of uh, small business owners that have professionals, they're freelance workers, they're sole proprietors, they're larger corporate uh, uh, folks in the industry. Uh, what Congress attempted to do was not single out anyone, but include everyone. So if you're a small business owner, there's a menu of things you can, you, can, you know, your employees, the enhanced UI, which uh, takes the, the federal benefit, which is $600 on top of what the states provide. There's no one week waiting period. It's immediate cash. You may have trouble getting through to your state agency to, uh, to, to get signed up for that, but that's a very uh, robust program for, for every, anyone who's un, unemployed. Uh, they broaden that tremendously. Um, and then on the loan program, as Jake said, they liberalize the rules. It should be a, a simple process to go in and talk to your lender they say it's a one-day application and you should be able to get the money quickly. I will say that there's a lot of businesses that are shut down. So, um, you know, uh, you know, the, it, it may be a challenge uh, for the administration to uh, implement that quickly, but they have enlisted the help of the private sector, the banking institutions. So uh, hopefully that takes off. So uh, no matter what your status is in terms of employee, freelance, independent contractor, whatnot, there are benefits included in these packages for you. 
And I know, I know, you know, we're, Tony and I live in Maryland and, you know, I know even the state's bringing out a lot of stuff, like they're bringing out some grants and some, some um, almost free loans, right? I think, I think they have a, 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 a 0% loan for 12 months. And then I think it's 2% or something like that over, over, over like a 36 month term. So, you know, certainly you can look at your local uh, governments too. And our, our salon is located in Montgomery County. I know Montgomery County just, um, just voted on some legislation there for the small businesses. So, you know, it's not just statewide, but, it, but, you know, it can be, you know, more local as well have you have you guys seen that across the country or are we just very yeah no there's there's stuff around the country i mean obviously we we focus more on the federal side but you hear a lot of anecdotal stories from other small business owners that you might be friends with and you know i'm from oregon so in oregon or, or you know on the west coast that people are doing similar things i mean i think the general the general view of government at both the state and the federal level has been you just got to figure out how to get money in people's hands and and i mean because if not, you've just got a bunch of people not working, not able to pay their bills. And so I think these programs have moved faster because they don't necessarily have the same uh, thought process of trying to make sure everything works perfectly. It's just get money out. This gives us hope, right? So at least if you, even if you're struggling to get the money, it's there and eventually you'll get it. It's just, it's, it might just take time. Yeah. I mean, there's always, I mean, with any of these though, you know, there's going to be a limit. I mean, we were talking about the, the, Paycheck Protection Program, you know, that program is ultimately limited to $350 billion. And that may seem like a lot of money, but but with the amount of small businesses that are affected, not just salons, but of every ilk, that, you know, that money could go fast. So it is important to for, for your listeners not to kind of sit on the sidelines and, and, and wait for something to come to them. They've got to be aggressive and go out there, talk to their bankers, talk to the, the Small Business Administration and figure out what they need to do immediately so they, they can get the, the, that portion, their portion before something else has to be passed with new funding. And I would just highlight that, um, you know, the, the rebate program, uh, which folks have heard about, uh, $1,200 for individuals, $2,400 uh, for couples, uh, $500 for kids. Um, you know, some of that's going to be on autopilot. So to the extent that, uh, folks in the industry have filed returns last year, uh, had their refunds directly deposited into their banking institutions. Uh, they can, they they don't have to do anything. Uh, the IRS and treasury department are working on that to, to basically take that information to send out these checks to qualified folks, uh, individuals that, uh, uh, make under 75,000 and couples under 150. It phases out for income thresholds above that, but to the extent, uh, you know, a couple makes less than 200 grand, they'll get some type of rebate check. To the extent they had uh, previous uh, tax refunds directly deposited into their bank accounts, that'll be automatic and that, that money will come to them directly. Uh, for folks that had paper checks in the past or are Social Security recipients, uh, I think even the, I think the Social Security that's going to be automatic as well. But for folks that got paper checks, don't have a bank, um, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer for the government to get that money out to them. But they're they're doing everything they can to try to to make that as happen as quickly as possible. I think on the automatic stuff, I think they hope to have direct deposits out within the next two weeks. Will be longer for folks that need a um, to receive a paper check. It's amazing how how 
efficient this is being. I mean, I know like, you know, Tony and I, we complain a lot because, you know, just the process, even, even applying for these loans and grants seems to be a full-time job for us, but you know, it's just not anything that we're really familiar with as far as is this process. But, but, you know, like, like we've been saying, man, the last two weeks, man, they've, they've done a really great job of, of speeding up this process and in, in, in trying to, you're trying to help the American people. And I kind of like what you said, uh, Pat, earlier about like, I think for the first time, certainly in the last, yeah, I don't know, 10 years, when you said all inclusive, it's the first time we've had like all inclusive kind of like, like legislation, uh, certainly that I can remember probably since September 11th. Yeah. And let me just add that, you know, Jake and I are more on the policy front. We, we deal with treasury and IRS and, and obviously the folks on Capitol Hill, we, we work with them on, on, proposals, you know, such as retention credits and things like that we've helped staff with. Um, but I would say to your individual listeners, uh, you know, we're not, we're not the, the tax experts when it comes to what works best for you. So we would encourage all your listeners to talk to their tax advisor um, because there's multiple programs and, and some operate in tandem, some conflict with one another. If you take a loan, you might not be able to get a retention credit. So it's best for your listeners to talk to their tax advisor to see what makes the most sense for them. Have you guys heard about with, with, with the PPP program? Cause that's a payroll program. So I actually have two questions. One is that because we're sole proprietors and we don't really have a staff whose payroll that we're protecting necessarily, do we qualify for, would we qualify for, for said SBA um, loan? Yeah. So, the, so they actually expanded the scope of, of who's includable in the loans. And so they are allowing for sole proprietors, independent contractors, self-employed individuals, et cetera, to apply. So, so yes, the intent is that, that you would imply. And I think again, that, that they're trying to broaden the net to make sure affected businesses have access to capital to keep their business running. So um, it's, again, that's going to run through your bank, go talk to your banker, and and to the degree, I mean, that all the rules that the lenders and the borrowers are following are, are easily accessible on the Department of Treasury and the Small Business Administration's website. They're easy to read through. They've made them like uh, easy for everybody to understand. So get online, read them. And I, I think that you'll, you'll see very easily what you need to do to qualify. Do you know if, if, if like, if I were to apply for the PPP and also apply for unemployment would that, um, cause when they're talking, there, there was some talk about, uh, about forgiving that loan. Um, if you, you know, if you, if you used it for, you know, payroll, um, it, yeah, so I mean, I some of, some of this when we get into unemployment, that's going to be a little above Pat and I's head. So I'll give you my understanding, but I don't want anybody to take uh-huh. this as fact. The PPP, the rules that were issued last night indicated that seventy five percent of the loan that you take take out needs to be used for payroll. Therefore, you would be if you're a sole proprietor, a self employed individual, you would seemingly be paying your own salary out of that loan. If that was the case because you're being paid, you therefore wouldn't be eligible for UI because you're not an unemployed individual. You're, you're, you're being paid a salary. So in order to qualify for that forgiveness, which as you noted, exists for the PPP loan, 75% of the money has to go towards salaries. Got it. So again, I mean, talk to your tax professional because, you know, may, it might be a better benefit to take unemployment depending on what you, how much you're, how much you're earning there then. Just to- yeah, I mean, the, it, the, the PPP allows for you up to $100,000 to pay for whatever it is you were making or your employee was making beforehand. And kind of a nod to industries like the salon industry, it allows for commissions and tips to be included wow. in that amount. 
So if you have an employee that's making $75,000, then under this provision, you can pay them the equivalent during the, the qualified period of $75,000 a year if that includes tips and commissions and still fall within the allowable amount under the rules and therefore be eligible as the business owner for forgiveness on the back end. Wow. So think, think about what, what, what the bill was designed to do. It was designed to, to basically uh, funnel money through employers to pay their workers during the stand down and make them whole during the stand down. Now, to the extent that doesn't happen, then the workers have as an alternative to go to the state unemployment and then the federal government stepped in and, and juiced up the unemployment benefits by $600 a week for four months. So uh, some folks will take the unemployment insurance, the enhanced unemployment insurance to, to make themselves whole. Uh, for employers that wanna keep their workers intact so when we, we start up the economy again, their, their workforce is there and available. Uh, the federal government gives the employer the wherewithal to, to, to pay, continue to pay their workers even though they're, they're furloughed. So when that ends, the, the workers are there and you pick up where you left off. So there's different programs all designed to make sure that everybody's somewhat kept whole during this crisis period. And there's talk of phase four. Uh, there'll be different components to it, but one can expect there may be additional money uh, for the loan programs to make sure that those continue. There may be additional money for the unemployment insurance program to keep everybody somewhat intact during this crisis period. Hey, Pat, remind me, um, in 2008, when, when we kind of had a, a, a downturn in the economy, was there two stimulus uh, checks that were issued or was it just one? I can't recall. Um, I don't know if there were one or two, but that's the other thing they're talking about would be the second round of checks. Um, they get these out. We'll see where we are in eight to 10 weeks, and then they may come back and have another round of checks. Yeah, I pr I'm pretty sure it was one at that at that point, if I remember correctly. It wasn't, and it wasn't twelve hundred, and it yeah. wasn't twenty four hundred. It yeah, it's been it's been a lot of years now, though. But I think it was just the one check. I think there were three hundred dollar checks. Right. Oh wow, Is that it? <laughs> seemed like twelve hundred back then, right? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Well, it's going back quite a ways. Right. <laughs> Probably, you know. I remember getting the check. I was young at that point. It was helpful. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely helpful for us as well. <laughs> so you, you, you mentioned phase four, uh, and you talked about FICA in, early in the beginning of the conversation. Will, will, will that be addressed in phase four at all, you think? Yeah, Jake and I, we've been working with the Professional Beauty Association on a, a, a proposal that's been out there for, well, I guess for the, the last quarter of a century. Um, you know, back in 93, when, when um, the government was trying to reduce uh, federal deficits, they passed a law that basically increased taxes and uh, cut spending. And, and one of the provisions in that bill at the time was a proposal that would reduce your deductions for meals and entertainment. They took it from 80% to 50%. And then a, in a trade-off with the restaurant industry, they basically uh, provided a, a, a tax credit uh, for employers of TIP employees to basically make the employer whole for their share of the FICA tax they pay on tip income. Um, and you know, when you, as a, as a salon industry, that right next to a restaurant with tipped employees, there may be a salon with tipped employees. And so you had two different businesses, two different businesses treated differently under the code. So the Professional Beauty Association has been trying to get the FICA tip tax credit uh, as part of the tax code to provide parity, but also to to help the government get their arms around tip income, which is very hard to do. So we've uh, been working on that for the past 
a couple of years. Uh, we have bipartisan bicameral legislation to make that a permanent feature of the, the code. Uh, unfortunately, this crisis makes it even more important now because uh, if we get it enacted, we can allow employers uh, to go back a couple of years and, and get a credit for the FICA, uh, FICA taxes they paid on their workers for the past few years, and that would be an immediate cash infusion to their businesses. So. Uh, the folks on Capitol Hill, obviously well aware of this issue. Uh, it was too granular maybe for uh, phase one, two, and three, but as we this crisis continues, uh, there, there may be an opportunity to, to have that added to the mix. And that's what Jake and I have been working on. That's a, well, thank you guys very much for working. That. I know that, uh, that that can't be an easy conversation or an easy way to kind of figure it out. But so, so you're saying that we're um, so if the if we, we can get the FICA in phase four, Pat, you're saying that um, it'll be grandfathered in for from a couple of years ago. Well, it could be. I mean, if the whole if the whole idea of these um, uh, stimulus packages are designed to get cash into the hands of uh, of businesses mm -hmm. so that they can stand up or retain their workforce or allow them to pay their mortgage or their rent or their expenses, then. Uh, by having an effective date that's a little bit earlier than prospective, um, it would be it would allow the employers to to get additional cash for their businesses. So uh, all this, you know, all the pr uh, programs that we've talked about are designed to 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 give uh, cash to folks so that they can weather this storm. Once the storm has passed, we'll need additional cash infusions to stand up the businesses that have been shuttered for a while. So. Yes, Congress could. They could go back a few years with the credit, make it a little retroactive to give business owners a little bit more cash going forward. Wow, that'd be great. So the best place for our listeners to get involved, would you say go to PBA and fill out the, uh, the, uh, uh, the PBA petition? Has, yes, PBA has websites to uh, make, make all your listeners aware of what that legislative initiative is about. We've been channeling information to PBA on the different uh, stimulus packages or recovery packages. Uh, it would be a good resource to go to. Uh, obviously, uh, as Jake says, uh, you know, Googling the uh, uh, Treasury Department or IRS or even talking to your tax advisor, there's a lot of help out there for your listeners in terms of figuring out what is, what's available and what could be available in the future. That's so, so cool. Um, well, first off, let's give a big shout out to PBA first. Go and join PBA because I actually think uh, right now uh, membership is free. And then uh, secondly, like Tony was saying, like, uh, go ahead and sign that petition and let's help these guys out. Let's help these guys help us. Right. Let's let's help exactly. these guys out by signing the petition and, and let's just overwhelm the government with like we need help. And just to back up a little bit um, uh, for people that aren't salon owners or that don't have a, um, a payroll or a staff, like what this FICA tax does is whenever you receive a tip. Um, you know, so like if you get a $10 tip, then your, your employer has to pay taxes on that tip. So even if you're receiving the, that entire $10 for no reason at all, your employer just paid, just paid a tax on that money. So, you know, one, applaud your, your employer for doing that. And two, let, let's try to give him a little break or him or her, the owner, um, let's try to give them a little bit of a break and, and, and sign this petition. So, so they don't have to pay those, uh, those taxes. Cause you know, cash in hand is best, is best for everybody when it comes to um, owning a business. Um, Jake, you, you talked um, when we first got on about some tax credits. I know that, um, the, I think that that came out in phase one. Can we could just kind of like breeze over what those tax credits um, are going to look like or what they look like? Yeah. So, so the, the, there's, there's a, 
been a couple iterations in the so we're at phase three now in phase two there were a couple that that gave benefits to employers by by the ability to reduce some payroll taxes when folks had to take time off uh for being sick due due to the 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 crisis we're currently in so those are out there they've been out there for a couple weeks that the treasury department has issued guidance on that um again as pat said talk to your tax advisor but those are going to be there for you the other things in in the cares act and, and as Pat said, these work in conjunction and sometimes by taking an SBA loan, you can't get access to some of the tax credits and vice versa. So it's, it's best to make sure that you're educating yourself about which is more beneficial to you, the business owner. But some of the, the key ones that Pat and I have identified is there's an employee retention credit. An employee retention credit allows the employer to deduct 50% of the, the, the taxes they're paying in the social security trust fund up to $10,000 in wages. So basically they can get a $5,000 credit on, on employees. Um, that the other is the employers are being allowed to basically have a fur like wait to pay their payroll taxes until the beginning of next year. So, so it's basically just keeping cash in their pocket, even though they have to pay it back um, later on in time. And then the final, and this is something that impacts uh, business owners, but also just the, the employees of businesses, is that the uh, IRS is going to allow you to take $100,000 out of your qualified retirement account. And normally when you do that before you hit a certain age, there's a 10% penalty on, on taking that money out and they're going to waive the penalty and they're going to give you three years to pay the income taxes on that $100,000 you took out. And they're also going to allow you once this all goes away and you're, you're putting money back in your retirement account to forget about the annual caps for how much money you can put in so you can make up that hundred thousand dollars you took out. Wow. That's the first I've heard about that. Have you heard about that, Tony? I haven't. No. It could be a lot of money for people that need it immediately yeah. right now. Yeah. Right. A hundred thousand dollars, a lot of money. Yeah, there's a, there's a little sleeper issue in the bill that was just enacted into law back in, in 2017 when <clears throat> tax reform was done. Um, there was a glitch with regard to how you depreciate your, your workspace. Um, Congress enacted a provision that if you remodel your, your uh, salon, um, you could immediately expense the cost of doing that. Um, but for retail and, and folks like salons, um, they didn't draft it exactly the way it should should be, so they had to fix it. But they did that in the uh, phase three bill. So if you've uh, remodeled your salon in the last couple of years, you've been sort of taking a, a deduction over 40 years to recover that cost. Uh, but now you can recover that cost immediately. So to the extent that you've been depreciating your remodel over the 40-year period or 39-year period, you can now go back and file an amended return and recoup uh, the, the immediate cost of that remodel. So for some folks that may have invested, you know, $100,000 remodeling their salon, um, you know, they can now go back and get that $100,000 deduction uh, immediately. And of course, that would reduce their taxes for the prior couple of years. And that would, again, put immediate Jeez. cash infusion. That is ginormous. I mean, I, I know I have a friend that literally just uh, did his remodel back in, back in August. So as soon as we get off this call, he's going to be the first call that I make and say, did you know, did you know <laughs> told us, man? That's really yeah. good. Hey, uh, Pat, I know that you have a heart out. Um, do you, uh, as we're wrapping up, do you, uh, do you guys have anything that, 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 that we need to know as an industry? Call your banker, <laughs> ask about the loans. I mean, it may end up being that these, that these loans don't, don't work for you, 
but it's foolish not to ask and and see if your bank is is processing them and if not if they have recommendations on another bank to go to another thing that i recommend your your folks read about is through the small business administration uh, disaster program there's another loan program called the economic injury disaster loan eidl um, these are not forgivable but but one cool thing about this program is they've put in place an emergency $10,000 grant. Um, if you apply for it, theoretically, you should be eligible to get it within three days. Um, there's no obligation to rep repay the grant. Um, if you end up getting one of the SBA loans we've already talked about, the PPP program, that $10,000 would be deducted from what you could have forgiven. But regardless, that's a program you should look into if you need money now, because the way it's intended to work is to get money in people's hands immediately. Wow. I, I would say, yeah, let me just add that, look, there's been a lot of, um, you know, polarization of our politics and stuff, but I think you've seen here in the last several weeks that folks have come together. We're all in this together. Uh, your government wants to uh, help business stay in business. Uh, they want to help folks that have been impacted by this crisis. Um, you know, they don't have all the answers. Uh, there may be ideas out there that they haven't thought of that would be truly beneficial to your particular situation. So as Jake said, you know, talk to your banker about the loans, talk to the IRS and treasury about the programs that are available there. Certainly talk to your tax advisor to figure out what makes best sense to you. And then talk to your representatives. If you have ideas that would solve a problem that you're currently facing, I think their lines are open. They'd like to hear from you because there will be additional legislation and and I tell you, the best ideas that actually work come from come from the heartland. So um, talk to your politicians about what you need. Mm. You heard get involved, y'all. Get involved. Get involved. And we're all in we're all in this together, regardless, you know. Guys, man, thank you so much. I know, uh, I know that uh, w it was a tight squeeze for for you this morning, Pat. But but we truly, truly appreciate you making time for us, Jake. Thank you very thank much. You and best of luck to all your listeners. Thanks, man. And, um, you know, you. always the hard ask if phase four comes out, can we can we reach back out to you guys and kind of break that down and see how uh, see how that uh, rolls out? We, we are always available. And hopefully we can have some big news about like, go FICA. Something, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need good news. That'll be great. <laughs> uh, guys, once again, um, thank you very much. And thank you for joining us on your day off. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>